and then realized that the anxiety and the loss of confidence and the depression and the hay fever that I started with that I'd never had before in my life was all down to the sort of perimenopause. In the UK, we've got one in 10 women leaving the workforce because of their symptoms. Hey, nurses. I'm Kiana. And I'm Crystal. And this is the Nurse Boss Shift, where a shift happens. We're here to help you shift your title from employee nurse to boss nurse. Step into your power as an entrepreneur and build a highly profitable business using the skills you already have and learn some new ones along the way. Let's get into it. All right. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Nurse Boss Shift. It's your girl, Dr. Kiana Jones. And I'm Crystal P, the beauty in P. And today we have a special guest. Well, I know I always say that, but really, truly, all of our guests are special. We have Miss Julie Cosgrove all the way over the ocean coming to us today. <laughs> I love, listen, when we were watching, I mean, reading your bio and like, I was like, she's far. <laughs> she's very far away from us, which is beautiful because it's like, the we've had one other person who actually lived in the states but moved over and where does she she was from switzerland or somewhere like oh, that she was she, over there new zealand too i'm not sure she was over there somewhere but she was originally from the states and she had moved but anyway it was just like we have the same issues the same positive whatever as nurses no matter what country you're in. And so we want to welcome you, um, Julie. And also thank you for being up late or early <laughs> for us for this. What exactly, what time is it again? Exactly. It's 25 past eight in the evening here. So it's not not too late yet. Okay. 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 <laughs> okay, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, and so I want to give you the opportunity, Julie, just to go ahead and introduce yourself, give us a little bit of background about you, like your nursing journey, yep. and then just, you know, what led you to get to this point, and then we'll dive more into some, some more yeah. specific yeah. questions. Yeah, no problem. So, th well, thank you very much for having me. It's um, I'm quite excited. So, yeah, um, so I'm Julie. I um, am originally from um, Lancashire in uh, the UK, which um, in near a town called Blackpool, which is famous for a tower, similar to the Eiffel Tower, just a smaller version of it. Um, and I went into nursing. It's the only thing I wanted to do. I didn't really know what I wanted to do. It's the only thing I wanted to do. And when I went to careers advice at school, I just, what do you want to do? Want to be a nurse? Okay. And that was all they said. <laughs> not oh you could do this or you could do that so i ended up going into nursing started as a student nurse in 1986 um i was hospital trained which was how nurses were trained at the time in the uk um we were one of the last last schools to um to be hospital trained before they started putting them in the universities um and then qualified in 1989 um and then went to work in theater um for for 12 I was aiming for 12 months and was there um I stayed in the, at the same hospital for 12 years so um but ended up working in theater for 29 years overall doing orthopedics and then ophthalmics so and then um went over to New Zealand New Zealand did 18 months over there um thought I was going to a backwater <laughs> really shocked to say they were doing things so 
much more advanced than I was doing in the UK. I was absolutely blown away. I came back to the UK for five years and then emigrated back to Christchurch and then returned to the UK in 2017. And my aim was to get out of nursing. I wanted to do something totally different. I'd had enough of working with um, grown-up children or surgeons as an anaesthetist, as I like to call them. Um, and, uh, yeah, I wanted to get out of nursing and just couldn't get a job. Tried everything. Um, recruitment agencies, all they offered me was nursing homes or basically nursing homes. You can have a nursing home job. I was like, I don't want a nursing home job. I didn't get my registration back because I thought if I get my registration back, I'll go in back into theatre for six months and still be there 12 years later, and I didn't want to do that. Um, so I did a bit of temping. Um, was, uh, it worked a reception in a couple of car um, car showrooms and then worked in a call centre for a bit. And then I got my registration back and went into disability assessment uh, on behalf of the government. Did that for six months and then uh, moved into sort of occupational health and working within absence management. So I was self-employed as a contractor for a company doing that. So I do that part of the week and then I do my menopause the rest, you know, the rest of the time. So that's where I'm up to at the moment. So helping people get back into work or stay in work. Um, but it's definitely better than the clinical work. <laughs> no, no grown up children to deal with. Theater. You said theater. Yeah. What yeah, theater? yeah but your operating rooms. It's called theater there. Yeah, we call it. Yeah, we call it theater. Yeah. Um, I thought. <laughs> so just imagine how the story was a whole different story in my mind when you yeah. said theater. <laughs> you, oh, you graduate. <laughs> I love it. I love it, darling. <laughs> <laughs> like you graduated nursing school and then went to into theater. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Okay, okay, okay. So that yeah, I should have got we were quite... I should, Yeah, I should have put my Grey's Anatomy hat on and said the OR. I was like, where wait, where's this going? And then you went back to theater and I'm just like, okay. Wait. Okay. So it's the OR. Okay, I got it. I got it. Okay. So you uh, essentially you were trying to get out. So you went through um all these different uh um, roles within healthcare, and then you were trying to get out. You were done. You wanted to be yeah, done with yeah, it. Right. yeah. Yeah, coming back to the UK, I, um, I thought I just wanted to do something different. I've had enough of working in, you know, in in healthcare. You know, I quite fancied doing something in HR or IT or just something totally different. And just mm-hmm. I just you just couldn't, I just couldn't get a job. No one would employ okay. me. With no transferable skills as a nurse, you're yeah, able to get yes, yes. care homes, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, so okay, so you you uh ventured up, and of course, this is nurse boss shit. So we're we're highlighting, and I know everybody's like, okay, where where are we going with this? Well, you're you're an entrepreneur, you're a business owner, yeah. and you identified a gap. So I would love for you to just you know. What happened? What was the story behind that? What I find is that a lot of the nurses we interview, there's a story behind how they yeah. ended up with this business. Oh. And so, yeah. would you like yeah. to give us, first of all, tell us your business, because you kind of, you spoke about it just a second ago, but like, what is yeah. your business? And then how did you get into it? Yeah, so I now work as a menopause coach. So I call myself Julie Menopause Coach. 
Um, and really, it it was by accident. You know, I <laughs> coaching in the UK is not as I don't think it's anywhere near as big as it is in the states. Um, you know, I've heard of like sports coaches and stuff like that, but I didn't realize you could, you know, the arrange like life coaches and divorce coaches. I didn't realize they existed. And um, I was um, doing um, an assessment as part of my OH role with a lady who was saying to me, oh, I'm really struggling with my menopause symptoms. And I went, oh, right, okay. Um, I thought menopause was hot flushes and no periods. I thought, you know, what's this woman talking about, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. So I was sort of talking about, and she was talking about her symptoms. I thought, I'll just Google it. And see what it is. And Google said, oh, there's 34 symptoms. I'm like, oh, my God, there's 34 symptoms. I didn't realise there was that many. (laughs) Um, So I gave her sort of a bit of general, I can't remember what I said, so I gave her a bit of general advice and then sort of thought, oh, coped with that quite well. And then a a few, I think it was maybe a couple of months later, I had another lady who was saying exactly the same thing. And I thought, oh, there's something in this. I need to find out more. And it was just by accident that we were told about a lady called Lauren Chirin, um, who was doing some free awareness sessions on menopause. So I thought, oh, I better sign up for those because obviously it's there's a big issue out there. You know, I've had two within. You know, never spoken to anybody about it before, and I've had two within like a couple of months. Mm-hmm. And I did that, and she offers like a 15 minute free call. Um, so I arranged that and I said to her, this, you know, I work in occupational health, support people who are struggling in work or off work. And I've had a few people going on about menopause. So I said, you know, what can I tell them? Where can I go to get some training? So I'm giving them the right advice. And she said to me, well, what do you tell them now? So I said, very proud. Oh, I send them to the GP. And she went, don't do that. What? She said, GPs are wrong. What is, is GPs? General, general practitioner. Oh. Okay. Um, she said, they're not trained. Don't send them there. So I was like, all right, okay. And then our health se- our health service over here has the website with loads of information on it about different conditions. So I said, or I'll send them to the NHS website. And she said, don't do that either. That's not been updated for years. And I'm like, oh, my God, what am I giving this advice to these women? You know, am I giving them the wrong mm-hmm. advice? I was starting to panic. So she sort of pointed me to the British Menopause Society that do training. And she, then she said, oh, I'm doing some menopause uh, champion training. I'm starting up, um, doing the first cohort in a few couple of months. Would you be interested? I'm like, yeah, put me on it. I want to do that. So I went mm-hmm. ahead and did the, the champion training. Um, absolutely fascinated, you know, learned loads. Um, I mean, it mm-hmm. wasn't until I did, did her free sort of training that I realized I was in perimenopause. Mm-hmm. I didn't know it existed. I'd had right. hot flushes and had them for a few days they disappeared and then i thought oh this is it now i'm over and done with what's everyone talking about (laughs) (laughs) um and then realized that the anxiety and the loss of confidence and the depression and the hay fever that i started with that i'd never had before in my life was all down to the sort of perimenopause so I did her champion training, started doing a bit of awareness training to, you know, on behalf of the company that I work for. And then she said to me, oh, I'm starting up a coach training. Would you be interested? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'll do that. Mm-hmm. Not a clue what it was. Yes. <laughs> so I did her coach uh-huh. training and loved it. And I just, you know, I thought this is what I want to do. So like yeah. I say, it was just purely by accident. You know, 
five years ago, I would have never said, oh, yes, I'm going to be a menopause coach. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I love that so much. There's a couple things that I'm pulling out from this. One is the name that you've given yourself is, would be so obvious to your ideal target audience. It's like yeah. a menopause yeah. coach. Anybody who's going through those symptoms or even Perry will have a little light go off when they see yeah. the menopause coach. And yeah. then to do something and to focus on an audience that is relatable to you and that you are going through or have been through makes it so much, so much more intimate for the yeah. connection that you'll have with your audience, which I also yeah. love. And the fact yeah. that you were willing to step out, which is a whole nother thing, which takes me to the next question that I was going to ask you. One of the things that we often talk about on this show is, you know, identifying the gap. And then being courageous or audacious enough to step out. And so what made you do that? Like, so I know you met with her, but then you said she offered her coaching program and then you were like, yeah, yeah. I'll do it. And I'm sure there was a financial investment involved with that. Oh, yeah. yeah. What yeah. made That's you much. not say like, oh, well, I don't know if I want to, you know, if that's in it's my just- budget or. I think it was just something in my gut and it really interested me. And the fact that I'd been a nurse for 30 years and I didn't know about menopause, you know, mm-hmm. and just wanting to make sure, you know, women, you know, women should be aware of what they're going through. You know, the fact mm-hmm. that GPs, uh, you know, doctors aren't trained, you know, it, you know, it's getting mm-hmm. the information out to the wider public, getting it into the workplaces as well, you know, making sure women are supported. In the UK, we've got one in 10 women leaving the workforce because of their symptoms. You know, it's this huge amount. That's 10%. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. show that a lot of women, um, lawyers actually lose a lot of, um, because of how many women are going through menopause, perimenopause symptoms, and they don't know it, but they're calling off work because they're too depressed to come to work. Um, you know, their symptoms yeah. aren't yeah. too bad. So actually employers are losing lots of money based on women's um, symptoms, plus the time that they spent off going to their doctors or other practitioners who can't help them solve yeah. their problems. So they're taking off work for that. Yeah. And they're having to go to several different doctors because nobody knows how to treat these women. So it's really a shame. Yeah, yeah. The usual go-to Ooh, is wow. if, um, they go to, they'll go to the, G- the doctor and go, I just don't feel right. He's here, have some antidepressants. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, oh, rather yeah. than looking well, into looking into other reasons to why, and especially if they're younger as well, because you can become mm-hmm. perimenopausal at any age. I'm mm-hmm. doing um, a chat with a a, a, a young uh, lady in a couple of weeks, and she was 15 when she became perimenopausal. What? Wow. So it can happen at any age. But if you go to a doctor sort of in your 30s and go, I think I'm menopausal, the chances are they'll turn around and go, you're too young. Yeah. Okay. So it's getting that information out there for the public, but also for the for the medical uh, staff as well. I mean, in the UK, it's only this year that they're going to start training medical students on things mm. like menopause and women's health and doctors. Well, like... Side note, I feel like there's a business case for this too. Like if 10% of the workforce, and Crystal, you were saying that uh, women are calling off work, I think companies actually need to yeah. have someone who can help manage the Crystal. That's that's a corporate, because Crystal um, and I, we both trained on hormones, but Crystal's been really going, like really going hard on like 
you know, treating women with uh, hormones and um, testosterone in particular through this program to manage these symptoms. And if we can arguably say that 10%, I don't know what our numbers here are here in the States, but that a significant amount of women are uh, not able to work or mm. are calling off because of it, maybe it may financially mm. be in the best interest of these larger corporations to have something oh, in place for them because yeah, I mean, women it, are working. I mean, it, yeah, I mean, it costs, it costs so much money to replace an experienced member of staff that leaves. You get somebody new and you've got to recruit them. You're spending a fortune recruiting them, training them, and they may not even stay in the job. And with a few sort of a reasonable adjustments, you could keep that employee there, you know, stop them leaving. And just while they sort of manage their symptoms and get, you know, get on some treatments, you know, so they feel better. Right. Yeah. Another like thing that. you said, Julie, that I really like this, and especially for our listeners who are trying to decide what type of business that they should start. Uh, I think another thing, aside from things that interest you or things that you're good at, is also you said kind of what made me veer more into hormone replacement, um, having those perimenopausal symptoms after having two kids later in life back to back, was that it helped you. So things that help you, you're more willing to then want to teach someone else and want to relieve them of their symptoms. Um, So was that one of the driving force to you to having you go into this a little bit harder because it helped you it was it was more the it was more the fact i didn't know you know mm-hmm. it's like you know what why you did and, you know and these women that you're talking to they're not getting the help and the support that they need you know and it's just i just want to get the word out there and make sure make make people know that there is help out there I mean, yeah. I spoke mm-hmm. to someone a few months yeah. ago and she'd been suicidal and she couldn't get any support from a GP, mm. you know, and that, that shouldn't be happening. I've said to, I've said to people, yeah. I said, if men went through, every man went through menopause, yeah. there'd be so much research on oh. it, you'd have time off work, oh, yeah. be bending over backwards, doctors would oh, be yes. trained. Totally. <laughs> no, yes, it's so true though. If you think about it, when it comes to menopause, it is still very... Old, old as far as how they treat it which is yeah. a very objective and we know it's not objective one thing we love about the program that we have at our crystal and i have our she has our own meds by an ivy too but we both attended the same program and one thing what we love about it is they treat the symptoms mm. not the number on the paper that says oh yeah. no you shouldn't be feeling this because mm. you're within this range it's like no you go by how they feel and yeah. and i think that because they look at us as just emotional creatures and like, you know, we're always complaining and we're always, you know, and then we don't get taken seriously when we are going through this. And, and that ultimately affects our quality of life. That ultimately affects our relationships that affects our work life depression. Like I feel like our system and I think UK is probably very much the same. The healthcare system that we have is just not, it's not, um, kind of beneficial to women who are going through any type of change that they haven't deemed significant or important. Yeah. The the powers that be. I spoke to one woman and she said her GP said to her, what do you expect your ovaries are shriveling up? Yeah. See, that's crazy. No, if a a woman had said that to a, you know, a man, what do you expect your balls are shriveling up? They'd have have been slapped. (laughs) 
Listen, the way the way Viagra went so fast on the market, I don't. I yeah. agree with you. We know who, who the priority is here. Oh, definitely. Watson <laughs> <laughs> there's nasal spray. I mean, all different kinds of Viagra options. <laughs> so my my question for you though, then um, Julie is. How do you, because what I noticed as well as being a provider here in the States, Crystal, by the way, we haven't even, Crystal and I are nurse practitioners. And so what I've noticed though, as a provider is that even women have become indoctrinated in this is just a part of the, you know, like you have to, it's kind of a rite of passage. It's like, yeah, yeah you're going through menopause. This is what it is. Yeah. Like, I, and, and we accept it as that's what it, it's okay. Like, that's just a part of us getting older. Versus like, what is out there that can help me? Like, it doesn't yeah. have to be this way. We've accepted it because that's what's been put out there. So do you have yeah, any I'm, type of resistance for your market? And then what do you do about that? Yeah, well, I mean, I guess he's trying to get, it's like, like I said before, coaching over here isn't as sort of big as it is in the States. So he's uh -huh. trying to get it out there, you know, trying to break okay. through. And because we are, our health service is, um, free, you're not pay. You know, you're not paying to go and see the doctor and the health. You know, yeah. a lot of practitioners. Yeah. It's hard to sort of get in there when you go and say, "Oh yeah, I'm a coach, but um, I'll see your patients, but they're going to have to pay me." It's not mm. like you know, it, it is a bit more of a challenge than it would be to go and work with someone. You know, a private GP or a pro you know a private health clinic and stuff like that, where people are used to paying paying out for stuff like that. So it is a bit of a challenge. But it's just mm -hmm. getting, it's getting, it's getting that, it's getting the names out there, and getting, trying to yeah. get in corporate as well. You know, trying to break through into businesses. You know, trying to, yeah, trying to knock on the doors and yeah, let me in. Right, <laughs> right. Help. You just don't, you just don't know it yet. <laughs> right. Oh, no, I was just going to go into uh, how does her program work, or how does she um, end up building her program to help these ladies through her coaching. Okay, so the coaching course that that Lauren taught us was based around um, a pro a, a program that she had put together herself. She put it together, I think, eight years previously, and taken taken hundreds of women through it. So it's a seven week based on a seven week program, looking at it's just looking at basic lifestyle activities. It's the things that we should be doing all the time, but we don't. So there's a little bit of mindset in it. We look at hydration, making sure they're drinking enough, you know, bedtime routines, getting up routines, um, looking at diet, trying to remove out things, the, um, the trigger foods that might be making symptoms worse. We look at, you know, trying to get to encourage them to do more exercise, um, decluttering, getting rid of the rubbish because Ooh, that causes stress, good. even though it's hidden in a cupboard, your brain knows it's there. And also putting in boundaries and asking for help yeah you know we're not making we're not taking them through and saying you've got to you know starve yourself for seven weeks and um, put stand on your head for two days a week <laughs> and, you know have seaweed baths and weird and wonderful things it's just building yeah. on what they're already doing and then they will so take at the end of the the end of the course, they will take away what they need at that time whether it's just the fact that they're drinking more water than they did seven weeks ago Mm -hmm. And it just, and what, just these little changes make uh, um, have this huge impact and make them feel better. It's amazing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, what would you say the business case is for something like? Do are you are do you feel like 
it's something that you will be able to sustain from a, a business perspective? Is it there a financial, do you feel like, you know, I, as far as the revenue is concerned, I'm really asking. I'm hoping, like, yeah, I'm hoping, yeah, I'm hoping so. I mean, Lauren's yeah. made the business out of it. You know, yeah. there is, you know, you know, and you know, it is that it's just, it's just hard. It's just hard getting off the ground. So yeah, it's sort of, bit, you know, getting, yeah. getting out there, knocking, you know, sort of getting the brand out there. Do, I'm doing a well-being event in a couple of weeks. I'm doing a, um, oh, nice. a talk for um, a networking place in a couple of weeks. It's sort yes, of more yes. corporate, corporate things. So it's just getting out there. But I hope, I'm hoping, because I said to him, I had to re re-register. We had to redo, we, as for nursing, you have to do. We have to do revalidation every three years. So sending a whole mm -hmm. load of proof that you've done that. You say okay. PD mm -hmm. and this, that, and the other. And I said to my manager, I don't want to do this again. My aim is yeah. not to have to revalidate again in three years. Yeah. Oh you know? wow! Okay, okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I got <laughs> enough of this. I can tell you this. I feel like, and Crystal, you can chime in on this too. I feel like the beauty in your business, if you can, and by the way, I'm, I'm a nurse coach too, so I coach, but if, if, if I were to coach you, I would say find a position, position your business where you can make, be digital with the support and yeah, it's going to be easy. I mean, you have them, yeah. every woman <laughs> is yeah. either yeah. going to be your client at some point or needs to be your client right now. And if yeah. you can yeah. get that, get access on that level, it will be easy for you to be profitable and continue this and grow it and scale it. Because yeah. Yeah. the truth of the matter is the challenge for you is going to be getting women to understand that you don't have to just take it. <laughs> yeah. And, and you know, yeah. it's like a suffrage thing. And that's what I feel like kind of translate into nursing too, because it's predominantly women and we just believe yeah. in the suffrage and like, why does it have to be like that? We don't no, have to no. do that. So I think if people, if nurses, not nurses, if women start being more empowered to understand that there are lifestyle modifications, there are not like functional uh, management of it, um, of these treatments and how we can still have an enjoyable life. Um, yeah. I think getting that word out is going to change everything. Cause women, we don't want to, we just think that's a part of the process. Um, Chris, yeah, you can go ahead and chime in. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Cause that's what generations have done before. They've just had to get on with it. You know, yeah. I think this is with the first generation coming through that's actually kicking up yeah. the stink. That why yeah. Because women are because women are working later as well. Yeah, I agree. Totally. Yeah. And I was gonna say, and the beauty too of this business is that once you heal one woman, then they're all coming. <laughs> because they'll tell a friend, we'll tell a friend, we'll tell a friend. <laughs> um, so it's just kind of listen. Perfect. Yeah, yeah, I love yeah. That. yeah. 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 Right. <laughs> So, um, so, and then the last segment we always have is where we just kind of ask you, you know, from an entrepreneurial perspective. And I think you have a couple of, I want to give you more credit than I would give us in the States. And let me tell you why. <laughs> First of all, you, you, you made it, you don't have, coaching is not as widely accepted and you say in, 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 yeah. in the UK, right? The next thing is that it's not as easy to transition. And I know I've done my own research on nurse entrepreneurship. It's rare in the States, but it's even more rare over there. So, and, and that means that there's not a lot of uh, support systems in place for you either. So you really have to go out there and get it yourself. So because mm -hmm. of that, I feel like that 
you really have to have a certain level of tenacity to be willing to do this. And I want to yeah. acknowledge that for you. But I also want to ask you, well, how did you develop that if you're operating in a system that really doesn't support that? What what tips would you give to someone who is trying to do that? And like, how were you able to do it? Yeah, I mean, I I mean, when I came and when I came out, when I did the the coaching course, we had to do two take two practice clients through the seven weeks, mm-hmm. and um, I got I managed to get my cousin's wife to be one client, and then I had another someone else lined up. She dropped out, so I put a call out on sort of the local social media in my sort of local area. Um, I need to practice client. And I got 10 women saying, pick me, pick me, pick me. And I thought, wow, oh, this is fantastic. Once I've, once I've finished the course, I, I said to them, you know, thanks very much. Uh, unfortunately, I've already got somebody, but once I've finished, I'll, I'll circle back to you and offer you a discount off the course, off the price, because you offered to be a client. Every one of them turned me down because it wow. wasn't free. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Those are those free um, people. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. We'll do this. We're not, we're not going to pay for it. Uh-huh. So, yeah. You know, so I, I thought, oh yeah, this is going to be great. I'm going to be, able, I'll be packing in nursing in six months. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. So yes. Yeah, it's you know, it's yeah. I didn't, I didn't really know what I was doing when I, when I started. You know, yes. when I came out, I had it was all sort of you know a bit, bit Disney. You know, bluebirds <laughs> were hanging out the water. It was going to be fantastic. Oh yeah, you know. and we do the math. We're like, if I get ten people, and that's such and such, you know, we calculate it, and oh, life is gonna be great. <laughs> then reality kicks in, and it's like, yeah, wait a minute, there's so much more than that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> my head was fantastic. <laughs> I understand that. So, with that being said, um, because you are, you know early in the process, but you are growing and learning and you are putting your time and effort out there to get your brand out there. What would you say would be three things that you would recommend for anyone who's considering entrepreneurship as a nurse? Working with a business coach, someone who Mm -hmm. has been through it and knows what they're talking about. We were really Mm -hmm. lucky. We had Christine Sani Williams, who's a heart centered business coach did a session for us at part of our menopause coaching. Um, and so I've been, I've been working with her sort of for nearly coming up to probably coming up to, you know, 12 months, um, to try and get, cause I, you know, I had no idea, you know, mm-hmm. I had no idea about, um, online, my setting online appointments, you know, how to mm-hmm. put your, you know, your credit card payments through, you know, mm-hmm. I just, you know, I didn't know about Canva. <laughs> I didn't yeah. know anything. Mm-hmm. getting someone who actually knows what they're talking about is a big thing yes. and yes. working on yes. mindset you know because mindset. every other week oh, yeah. i'm gonna pack it in mm-hmm. it's just yeah. you know I, I can't do this anymore it's, yes. what's the point uh, mm-hmm. i'm gonna pack it in. and it's you know you need someone there to drag you out and give you a slap around the face and go no you can do it you know yes. it's just those yes. that you i think they're yes. the two main things big ones and, yeah um, I mean, when we were doing the coaching course, Lauren said, "If you're when you're a coach, you need a coach." And I just didn't get that at the time, but I do now. Oh yeah, oh yeah, for sure. That's powerful. Yeah. yeah. So I so then that means your three things are. And by the way, the top thing that everyone says when we interview is 
get a mentor or a coach. So you're right in alignment with that. But then the next part of that is get a mentor or a coach who has a coach, which is also important. And then the last one that you said, which is um, mindset, working on the mindset all the time. Because when you have those dips, you've got to pull the strength from somewhere. And if you yeah. have build your yeah. mindset, you definitely will be able to do that. So I, yeah. I'm sure. And having that support that. system as well. I mean, the coaching yeah. course that I'm on at the moment has got a really good support network. So you can mm-hmm. just text and then someone will jump in and, you know, you know, give you that like, virtual slap around the face, you know, say, you know, yeah, you're okay. Yes. Do this and stuff yes. like that. And we congratulate people when they when they get clients and stuff like that. So it's really nice. Mm-hmm. It's not you know, oh God, they've done it, and I've not done it. Exactly, exactly. Awesome. Well, Julie, I would love to know, and you can tell everyone how they can find you if you have social yeah. platforms, yeah. websites, courses, whatever you got going on. We would love for you to yeah. share it with our audience. Yes. So I've got a Facebook page, and that is um, really hard to remember. That's Julie Menopause Coach. (laughs) (laughs) I've also got a a Facebook group, and that is called the Menopause Suite, Navigating the Change with Ease. So I'm going to start in a couple of weeks um, doing some um, some sort of recordings, like interviews in there. And the first one will be with that girl that I said was 15 when she became perimenopausal. Mm. So those will only be in the group. And I'm going to get some new um, health coaches in, um, a physio in, and all sorts of people just to try and give, you know, explain a bit more on the outer edge of menopause, how women can help themselves as well. Okay. I don't have yeah. the website yet, so I'm just basically on okay. Facebook. I am on Instagram, but I don't I don't really understand Instagram. So I'm okay. With the Facebook okay. side of it. Okay, no, that's fine. No, that's so totally yeah. fine. It's, they got a couple they, ways to reach you. That's good. Yeah, yeah. They can contact me through there or they can duly menopause coach at Gmail is my email. Um mm-hmm. and I the programs I have, I've got um I've de- developed a system it's called Rediscover Yourself in Menopause. Um, so we look at, um, I've got three programs. I've got an hour and a half session that's called Map Your Menopause. So it's mm-hmm. taking, finding the sort of the top three symptoms that someone's struggling with and using those um, pillars from the plan, giving them some pointers of how they can go away and sort of try and do it themselves. Someone who's got really good self-control is very, yes, I can do this. I don't need any accountability and support. And then they'll have a follow-up call a month later just to see how they get it on. We've also got the seven-week plan, which is the menopause plan. Um, And then that has a follow-up call a month later just to see how they're getting on. And then there is mastering your menopause, which is six months of support. It includes the menopause plan, unlimited support with me. Um, There is an hour's... um, session with a physio who's got an interest in pelvic floor health as well mm-hmm. and they will get a sleep review and they get monthly updates uh, monthly co- um, catch-ups to see how they're getting on keep that accountability going and keep them on track to hopefully get let help them rediscover themselves again in menopause yeah. and find the old them okay yeah. awesome awesome Ooh. well you guys make sure you go ahead and follow julie julie thank you so 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 much for coming in here and being willing to share your journey as a nurse entrepreneur and also just helping women navigate this change and and in a way that we can we do not have to be subjected to 
all of the negative symptoms that comes along with this. Um, so thank you yes. so much for being a champion of change. And we appreciate you for being here. Um, Chris, thank anything you. else for react? No, thank you. I love the work that you're doing. It's the same path that we are on. So continue and keep up with the good work. And, th and thank you so much for having me here. It's been really good. I've had a really good evening. <laughs> thank you so much. <laughs> All right. All right take care. Take care. Cheers. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. We hope that you had as much fun as we did and most importantly, got tons of value from this conversation. Post your biggest aha moments and tag us on social. You can find all of our info in the show notes. And if you love the show, please take the time to subscribe and leave us a review. We're so grateful for each and every one of you and cannot wait to see you crush it in your businesses. Talk to you next time.